I'm Aaron Sagers, and this is Talking Strange. Hey there, spooky nerds, and welcome to Talking Strange, a paranormal pop culture show with a den of Geek Network. As always, I'm your host, journalist, author, researcher of weird things, Aaron Sagers, and you can also catch me on 28 Days Haunted on Netflix and Paranormal Caught on Camera on Travel Channel and the Mac Streaming Service and Discovery Plus. And my guest today as the directing team of Kaylee Spear and Sam Spear, a.k.a. the Spear Sisters, and the Spear Sisters have previously directed the short film Or, which is set in the Alien universe, which was as part of the Alien franchise's 40th anniversary. They also de- directed three episodes of the CW's two-sentence horror stories and the Mary Alice Brandon file based on stories from Stephanie Meyer's The Twilight Saga, the official illustrated guide. And that was the winner of the storyteller's new voices of The Twilight Saga competition now they have entered the world of creep show and we just had greg nicotero on here last episode and they're directing two stories in the fourth season of creep show is the second episode of the season and their two stories are the hat and grieving process available now on shutter and premiering on amc linear on friday october 20th okay with all that out of the way Let's actually talk to them. Uh, Sam and Kaylee Spear. Hi, how are you? Hello. Thanks so much for having us. This is awesome. Thank you. I'm happy to be talking to you. And uh, like I said, I'm trying to, as twin sisters, I'm trying to keep you uh, kind of uh, uh, in my mind as uh, Sam is on the left and then Kaylee's on the right. Okay. We got that down. Uh, bef- before we get into this episode of Creep Show, oh, and the dog, and the dog <laughs> who just woke up. <laughs> <laughs> who is it? Moat. Moat. I like it. Yeah. Uh, and he looks. A uh, moat is a boy. Yeah. Moat looks Named a little after a fairy in Midsummer Night's Dream. Yes. Yeah. And he he's very adorable. He looks a little uh, cold. Is he a shivering little guy? <laughs> He's tired. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I always like it when uh, pets join in on the show. So mine is around somewhere napping. But I wanted to I wanted to talk a little bit about where you guys grew up to begin with. You uh, Bowen Island in British Columbia in a town called I'm not going to try to pronounce it. You you help me along with this. Next next one more time. Uh, but known as Bowen Island as well. Mm-hmm. So oh, okay. The um, kind of two names for okay. the island. <clears throat> one and town on a small island. <laughs> what was what was the vibe of that island? Like, what? How did that? How did your upbringing there kind of form you into the storytellers you are now? And specifically, maybe were the horror seeds planted on Bowen Island for you? Yeah, well, Bone was such an amazing place mm-hmm. to grow up um, in. It's a community, when we were growing up, there were like 3,000 people there, mm-hmm. very small, but lots of artists. Mm-hmm. Um, we did theater school when we were super young, starting yeah. in grade two, I think. Yeah, um, and that was that was a huge um, influence for us, that theater school. It was uh, called Tiranog Theater School, and we started there when we were quite young, and that was really where... 
um, our love of storytelling was um, was built. Before that, we loved stories, we loved movies, um, but that was where we um, kind of really first got in and started being a part of crafting them and mm -hmm. seeing that process. Um, so that was huge. And it was also a place where, you know, a small island and um, when things have to get done, um, people, you see, like, we grew up seeing people rally together and get things done that they wanted to get done. Um, and same with our, our dad actually started a, a school, a middle school on islands. So we also saw him build a school, create a school there. And so just growing up, seeing people rally to create the things that they want was also hugely influential with um, us going into film and kind of believing or understanding that if we want to get something made, we could make it happen. Um, yeah. Did you said Tiernanog was the name of the school they went to? Mm -hmm. So is there a large Irish influence uh, on the island or? Uh, you know what, there, there's quite a, a British Isle, Ireland. Um, lots of people have mm -hmm. traveled over from there and then yeah. landed on Bowen. I know it's funny, <laughs> people sometimes say that uh, people on Bowen have like a little bit of an accent. Like we often get like, oh, where are you from? Yeah, Canada, Bowen Island. But I think it might be a little bit of that that sometimes leeches into some people's speech, <laughs> which yeah. is fun. Was it? It's interesting when you talk about an island and also something that has a bit of that British influence and is, you know, it just can have that that mystical, magical air about it. Was that something that was sort of present uh, on the island? Yeah, it was very much like a place of fostering imagination. Mm -hmm. We would always play in the woods, have big, elaborate games with our friends, mm -hmm. building forts or, you know, playing that we're lost or um lots of those types of imaginary games um yeah. and then that just kind of folded right into our theater and mm -hmm. then growing up and then getting into film um but having that root there for yeah. sure very much growing up in a place where we were kind of building stories and um that's kind of how we how we spent our time mm -hmm. in the woods like and yeah in the woods and by the ocean and kind of hearing these stories and then bringing them out into our games it was very much like a place of sort of wonder where you could like, I mean, we always loved fairy stories when we were young. And so going out and playing in the woods, it's like a place where you could imagine that there's fairies <laughs> or that there's like sea creatures. And there's also a lot of horror shot there. There's a lot of horror shot. Funny with that, like that isolated um, quality, I think is attractive to, mm -hmm. to people shooting horror films. We've never shot a horror there. Mm -hmm. one day in the future hopefully but like <laughs> the remake of the fog the remake of the wicker man um uh harper's, harper's island. island uh what was the fog we remember we were we were in high school or middle school when that was getting shot mm -hmm. and we heard that they were gonna do this big stunt with somebody on fire and we're like we have to like see that through the graveyard so we like fire yeah. got the intel of when it was going to be shot and of course it was like four in the morning in the middle of like pouring rain we're like we're gonna go watch that <laughs> yeah so our mom <laughs> brought us at, yeah at four in the morning and it was pouring pouring rain we sat on our we stood on these docks that were across from where they had set up this graveyard scene to watch this <laughs> the guy being set on fire and yanked across the graveyard so that's influential. <laughs> yeah that's that's so cool and also uh kudos to your to your mother for supporting the um the the fandom and the creative spark that you guys had the was there any 
creepy legends, urban legends, sort of the, you know, the house at the end of the block that was said to be haunted, anything like that. You mentioned some fairy stories, um, anything like that. You know, not that yeah, I can think so of. You'd much. think there would be. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Th I guess like it was more, I know that like in our own games, kind of with some, with some of our friends, we'd, we were always like on the lookout for like red cap fairies, which are the bad ones. And you're like the ones where you see where um, you don't see them, you just see their shadow. <laughs> yeah. So those were the kinds of things that were kicking around in our brains. Okay. But yeah, like local legend. <laughs> There's gotta be there's got to be some cool ones to uncover up there um and maybe maybe the topic for a future uh movie or a story that you guys tell um i kind of shifting to just sort of the horror landscape at large how have you found it how is the the horror landscape for women and do you think it's actually a better genre to navigate for female storytellers uh, as opposed to some of the other kind of genre out there I mean, I feel like it's a great place for, um, yeah, for female storytellers, for storytellers. And I, I definitely do see that um, the that it is growing, like the voice, voices of female in horror um, have expanded a lot and um, we're seeing a lot more stuff, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. And storytelling oh, in general. It. Yeah. I think having different perspectives come to stories just always enhances the landscape. Um, with, mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're, we're happy to be part of it. Do you, are you actively seeking out horror or has it just sort of been what, what people are kind of most associating uh, with you as of late? Yeah. You it's, know what? It's funny that we landed in horror because mm -hmm. when we were kids, we were super scared of everything. Like our parents were like a little worried about us. <laughs> we were like, so afraid of snow. We were afraid of being afraid. So we wouldn't watch horror movies because we were going to be afraid. <laughs> um, so when we started, uh, when we knew that we wanted to be filmmakers, we're like, we want to do everything. Um, but horror, I don't think is us. But the more that we've gotten into film and the more we've explored the genre, we found that we really, really loved it. We loved the craft of it mm -hmm. um, and the way it can really tell like the inner story of what a character is going through. So mm -hmm. you really get to like, if they're going through something dark or something scary, you can really use the tools of the genre to bring that out in a more elevated way. Yeah, it's a very visceral genre, mm -hmm. which is really fun. A very, um, very craft-based, which is really fun to use. Um, yeah, again, like very much using the tools of mm -hmm. um, cinema to kind of, to help you understand what's going on um, internally with these characters. And that's something that we love doing and so something that like yeah that we have kind of more it's like fallen into but then also embraced and love and have are gonna kind of use moving forward the do you think having grown up being afraid of everything being afraid of being afraid that does a little bit of that still linger in you that you can tap into as far as scaring other people like this is what scares me i can go to that place and now i'm going to use it to scare others oh yeah absolutely. i'm sure yeah. absolutely <laughs> And then also because because we were so aware of kind of being being afraid of being afraid, we watched everything really closely. Um, and so uh, all of those all of those little things, you know, like the things that horror films do, we were always watching and picking up on that, um, uh, kind of watching their moves. <laughs> yeah. So when you're working together, what would you say is the balance as far as what, yeah, what is that working dynamic like 
and um and which would you what is one another's strengths if you're going to speak to one another's strengths that you lean on uh share that as well so what's the dynamic what's the balance and what are each of your strengths you know what? It's it's actually very ebb and flow. Sometimes we wish yeah. that one of us was like really good at something and one of us was really good and we could just split the work like that, but it's definitely our strengths are the same. So we, we really go back and forth. With, but then that's also kind of being like turned out to be a strength of ours is that yeah, yeah we are very um, similar. We have the same kind of the same strengths. So we can do this ebb and flow thing where we pass things back and forth. And like on set, one of us, um, you know, will be kind of like sent to go um, give notes to the actors and talk to them. The other person will at the same time be talking to the DP and then, and then we switch the next um, scene. And it's a very, um, it's a very seamless ebb and flow kind of thing that we do um, and where we can both trust each other to, um, of man whatever things we need to do yeah and anybody can ask either of us the questions mm -hmm. they don't need to seek one out or the other mm -hmm. um because by the time we step on set we both know exactly what our vision is and we trust each other mm -hmm. yeah we're very we've um more recently kind of discovered how fortunate we are that we we do have we do go into things with the same vision it's something that we kind of took for granted earlier on because we didn't we didn't really notice how unique that was that we are so much on the same page with the kinds of things that we want to do and what we want to see you know like or even like how we want to approach a scene um or a look to things we will jump into something with kind of the same vision for what we want which is very helpful <laughs> I mean, I don't know if, do you have twin superpowers? Like, is there a psychic sure, connection? Sure, let's say we do. We've uh, we got them all. Yeah. <laughs> Each other's minds. I uh, mean, that seems like that connection, <laughs> that uh, that telepathic level of connection between one another can be coming quite handy when you're directing um, stories, yeah. it, well, I actually, would assume. We do have... Uh, we do, I mean, we do know each other well, again, we have the same vision and things. So there will be moments like on set where um, we'll just know, like if, if we have a note for something, sometimes we'll both just know what it is without having to talk to each other or even being able, even saying like, oh, do we want to do that? It'll just be more like, we'll see something and it'll be, we'll kind of look to each other and the look will be like, okay, who's going to go give the note? And we know, we both know without saying like what the note is. Yeah. <laughs> so mm -hmm. that's just kind of like, no, okay, you go. You go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I also, I just wanted to ask a little bit about the alien or in particular was a short film that I really enjoyed. And it was incredible that you got to play in this sort of franchise sandbox. Is that something else that you want to do more of? Would you like to tell an installment within another franchise or are you looking more to, kind of telling your own stories not connected to any ip um, you know what we both, love both both yeah we love doing our we have so many of our own ideas and we're working on our own stuff but we also love working with other stories we like really we do yeah twilight and um alien it was so much fun to be able to jump into another world mm -hmm. um and be able to explore those characters and and those worlds we have so much fun with that yeah even like yeah hopping into creep show too yeah like creep show alien twilight like they're, they're all very different um in their own kind of tones and worlds um but it's something that like we we it 
it's something that we do love doing is kind of seeing a world that is built and identifying kind of what that is that's going on and then hopping into it and then doing um, kind of staying within that, you know, like that sandbox, but then building something within it um, is uh, something that we really love doing. So we would love to hop into other franchises. Um, yeah. It's very um, exciting to us. Yeah. Creep show is a, a bit of a interesting spot to be in right now because obviously it's this established name but all the stories they're individual there it's an anthology series so initially how did you get connected with creep show to do this episode yeah well, through, uh, i mean through greg greg so our managers connect us connected us to greg um and greg had actually seen alien which mm -hmm. was awesome and so we we were able to chat um and yeah and that's that's how that came about well what was that initial conversation like it was just like hey how are you like daily and or here's here's yeah. a script or what give well, bring me were, down this were, journey at, at that point they were I looking think, for directors yeah i think so that they were interviewing in directors and so it was a like a director interview um type of situation um and then we talked a lot about alien <laughs> I mean, typically with Creepshow, the directors come on and they'll do one story for the episode, but you have both of these stories. Yeah, which is the, so fun. Yeah, I mean, that. how did how did that particularly come about? I mean, was Greg like, well, you know, your uh, twin sisters, your directing team, you get two, epi two, two stories in the episode. I mean, how did that part emerge? Yeah, well, I think that just worked out because the two um, stories that we had balance each other nicely. So they're quite different. Uh, the Hat has uh, more of that wacky comedy and grieving process is more dark. We injected more noir into that one. And so the balance of the two feels good together because they both have something different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's um, and, and the episode it's just to read the the quick synopsis of it is a horror novelist agent offers him help overcoming his writer's block and the struggling author can't resist that's the hat then richard's wife is attacked and becomes a shell of a woman he he loved he'll do anything to help her feel better that's a very vague description of both the hat and grieving process but yeah as you mentioned it's it's two very different types of stories you have one that is this uh this very like both have like great monster effects and creature effects but one is more straight up uh comedy and one is more dark horror satire noir which do you did you find yourselves connecting with more readily um originally oh. probably grieving process was the one that greg first talked to us mm -hmm. about uh which intrigued us immediately um mm -hmm. especially the part about like how I don't know how much to give away here, but <laughs> well, it is already streaming on Shutter, and it'll yeah. be coming on uh, on AMC. So I think you can walk us through it without spoiling the ending. How about that? Yeah. So there's this attack, and we were really intrigued at coming at it through the um, perspective of the carer. So even though the husband wasn't attacked, he too becomes a monster in his own way. Um, by effect of being involved in this attack. Mm -hmm. So we thought that was an interesting perspective um, to take um, mm -hmm. in that story. Yeah, yeah. and I, I mean, I think, I don't think it's it's really spoiling too much to say that basically 
his his wife gets attacked and then she morphs into something that is a bit of a man man eater a human eater a flesh eater and it gets pretty ghoulish in there it's also interesting because i can't quite place it i watched the episode this morning i can't quite place if it has some sort of origin in lore or myth was there any discussion with the writers about sort of the background of of grieving process and the monster in that uh, it's actually its own monster it's yeah. kind of a a combination of the vampire zombie creature mm -hmm. um, but it's its own thing for grieving process what yeah. do you call it <laughs> what do we call it? we call it the monster yeah, yeah. Oh, okay i didn't know if there was yeah. a yeah, so, yeah she didn't actually have a a, a specific thing that um that uh, that we know at least that was tied to any lore so when we were going in it was very much um kind of creating this new new mysterious thing that sort mm -hmm. of um kind of like figuring out the new rules for how it worked what were well what were some of the rules that you were kind of figuring out about this new creature yeah well like something because you know early like it was you know eating blood so it's you immediately think vampire, but it's like, no, it's not a vampire because it's also eating the like flesh. So it's kind of zombieish, but it's almost has that sort of vampiristic kind of transition. Um, so, so they had kind of like different stages to descending into this um, creature thing, starting from her original place and then falling deeper, deeper into it. And especially like after she started eating people, um, that's like when this this kind of like monstery thing like really started to take a hold mm -hmm. so we had um, phases of transition mm -hmm. so the first time she's just eating and then you see that flash of her face change and then later on her face gets even more changed as she's going into that eating creature monster mm -hmm. and then with her personality of she gets um she becomes more of a creature but then we have the little girl who's a lot older of a creature and mm -hmm. she's um more in control of her humanoid self while being the monster mm -hmm. yeah was That's this really the, cool. Cool. it it is it's it's a fun i mean it for a half an hour segment we get like a a meaty story and it's also we've got some good kind of gross out effects with this is <laughs> that is that the most that you've shot thus far as far as like really kind of that visceral those visceral effects that kind of gore element yeah, that's the yeah. most blood we've had. Yeah. Yeah, spraying blood, blood <laughs> on the floor, blood on the walls. <laughs> How was the experience for you? Yeah. <laughs> the stunt people, yeah. What, was oh, it we, fun? It was yeah, fun. So it was fun. Sticky, but fun. <laughs> I mean, was was that something where you were talking to, because uh, obviously I know Greg is an executive producer on the show, but he's also, I think while this was filming, he was in Paris filming the Daryl Dixon or in France filming a lot of the Daryl Dixon, right? Uh, show. So he wasn't just, quite ready for that yet, but he, he was, so he was with us for uh, a bit of it. Yeah. Um, but then he was going back and forth between some, some things. I think he was yeah. getting ready to go to, yeah. to um, Paris. So we were lo very lucky to have him, um, with us for part of it. Yeah. So had, um, yeah, great talks, um, with kind of like how we wanted to approach that, which was, which is great. He's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whereas with uh, the hat, you had this kind of comedic approach. Mm -hmm. Is that the most kind of comedy that you've you've done so far? Uh, um, we that's 
Yeah. Uh, the crush yeah, the, was more wacky. That yeah, the hat was more comedy. So when yeah. we read the hat, we were like so excited because we hadn't been able to stretch in that comedy zone. Yeah. Um, it was yeah. So yeah. So grieving process was that one that we heard of first, and that we kind of got this heart that we really attached to. Um, but then w- once we got the hat sent to us, it was like this immediate, we were so excited. It had this, um, the way that it was written, it just kind of seemed to have this kind of pace and this clip to it that we thought, um, like it could have gone kind of a, a couple, like a few different ways as you can always approach different, um, scripts, but that one, it was, it was something that was in the writing. It had this kind of pop to it where we're like, we need to bring the comedy to this. Yeah. And like the quirk it, and like it has this, um, it has this kind of zip to it yeah. <laughs> that we really wanted to bring. Yeah, um, it's so that was really that was a really exciting thing for us to be like, oh, we can we can we can bring comedy to this. We haven't really been able to to do that. Well, and the thing I love about Creepshow is that even though we always have like that twist at the end of the of the stories, the setup is you know you could pretty much see where a lot of the stories are kind of going, even though there then is a bit of a twist. So with the hat this struggling writer he's put out one book he's trying to work on another one and he acquires this hat that once belonged to a famous uh author that's um very similarly named to stephen king and and uh and then it kind of consumes him i guess uh was was that a story i mean as creators and storytellers yourself was there something kind of um, relevant for that story for you that you connected to about, great, we've done one thing and now we need to do it again and we feel like we got nothing in the tank? Oh, yeah. Very relatable. Who doesn't <laughs> want a hat? Yeah, staring at the blank page. And yeah. Like, Come on. Come on. We can do this. We can do this. Where is it? I know you can. I know it's in there. And you just you need just, to bust like, it out. Oh, if I just had that thing that like, could kind of help get all the words on the page really quickly would love i mean i don't love what you know this little hat does to you but man would like some of those superpowers i mean i kind of wonder with the hat like you know how bad is it gonna get i mean i guess we see with the other author it's not so great for him but did he it was that because he stopped wearing the hat or was that what the hat did to him i mean you tell me we see this kind of shriveled up the original owner of the hat things aren't looking (laughs) so hot for him (laughs) is uh i don't know what the what the the magic is uh of the hat or uh maybe it's withdrawal that made made the guy all (laughs) he's definitely definitely suffering through it he's got his hair falling out Yeah. yeah and we do feel like it's it's like it is one of those things where you kind of get this like little shortcut and it seems great, but is it really his like work or is it, you know, this alien mm. and he's taking credit for it, right? Where he's like, oh, great, I've got all this good stuff, but. Yeah, is it a brilliant little alien in there? Yeah, who's getting yeah. his story out and he's getting all of his little things there. Yeah, so. <laughs> really, the, the alien just needs to find its own agent and uh it can, can work <laughs> yeah. on it so did uh do you guys have any i mean also this element to it is i think something relatable for not just writers or creators but athletes across the board people that have that talisman that good luck charm or whatever is there anything like that that you have any rituals or charms or anything that you kind of take to work with you the thing you keep in your pocket or whatever it might be we, we haven't we haven't found we have we um actually in the backs of our phones 
we store a bunch of four leaf clovers because we just we find four leaf clovers a lot um and so those come with us oh um <laughs> just because we find them all the time yeah, like, i should keep are, them <laughs> yeah yeah so, so those are the, those kind of get carried around oh, our dog's just uh coughing that's, oh that's... it's okay hope the dog's okay <laughs> I hope little uh, little moat's okay the <laughs> But okay, how are you discovering so much for so many four leaf clovers? You know, people always ask that too, because we do. We find four leaf clovers quite a bit. And our friends ask, like, how are you always finding these? We're just walking along. It's like, oh, there's one. But I think it's um we just kind of trained our eye. Like we uh we we are, I guess, perceptive folks. So we are we are, we are always kind of looking into things and our surroundings and taking um taking in taking in details, but have also um, walking across Bowen Island quite a few times. Um, just kind of trained ourselves to like look at the ground and look for them. Um, and there's usually there's usually a few and a patch of, you know, if you're walking along every once in a while, you'll find a four leaf clover. So you just you just got to attention to detail, yeah, attention to which detail. helps us in our careers. Yes. Right. <laughs> That's we have. Again, we've recently found that we have a little bit more of that than we thought we did. <laughs> I think so. Well, yeah, I mean, I hope it is contributing to, well, whatever luck is, I hope it's contributing to good fortune for you having all those four leaf clovers. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I guess just kind of wrapping up, do you, the, this creep show episode, I was thinking like, it's a great resume piece because people can walk away from it having seen these two different kind of strengths that you're showing off as far as storytellers, as far as directors on that. I mean, what would you like people to take away about you, about your skills out of this episode of two stories? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I would love, uh, I guess people to, to know, to realize we're like, we're not a one trick pony. We, uh, we love jumping into different tones, different genres, um, and kind of playing within those. Um, so, you know, when people are thinking up us for something, um, you can kind of think outside the box of what, um, what you might think that we would be drawn to or that are, um, that we would, you know, be a good fit for, um, cause we do really love, um, many, many different things. Yeah. Do you want to add to that? Yeah, I think she she got it. Um, we love many, many genres and it's really exciting working with other people's scripts mm -hmm. um, and then taking the strengths of like an IP like mm -hmm. Creepshow or Alien and really looking at what that thing does well and embracing that and bringing what our own strengths are to it to make something new. Kaylee, is there a film that your sister is really into that you are not into and sam i'm gonna ask you the same question but kaylee why don't you start no <laughs> no no we like the same yeah. films yeah. yeah i was hoping to stir up some sort of conflict I know, here <laughs> i know i know we're, we're very much on the same page with of... our yeah our film tastes yeah <laughs> I know what are you that. what are you into right now then what are you digging as far well, as just last night started watching fall of house of usher which we mm. would have watched all you know like as soon as it came out but we are watching it with a friend so we have to wait for him to to watch it yeah. um so it was like the first night where we could we finally were able to get together and we're like we're doing this we're starting it um we still have to finish it but um god love love uh my playing stuff 
Yeah, I I've not started it yet because it I think dropped at the beginning of New York Comic Con, which was absorbing my entire life this past yeah. weekend. So mm-hmm. haven't even gotten to watch it yet, but it is definitely on my list, and I do love Flanagan and and uh, Mike Flanagan's brother. Um, uh, uh, directed or wrote the episode that kicks off the creep show. Uh, yeah, season. Wrote that first one. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, finally, just what uh, what's next for you guys? What are you working on? What do you want to work on? Yeah, well, we're working on our own stuff. We're actually looking into the fantasy realm mm-hmm. um, with one of our projects, and then another one, yeah, another horror one. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, a couple, a couple horror ones um, that were three. Three horror ones that we're developing, and, and a, a sci-fi. Fantasy, uh, and a sci- oh, two two horrors, one thriller sci-fi, um, and then this fantasy one, which is one that's a world that we've been creating for a long time. Um, we kind of have multiple little snort from our dog, multiple stories within it. But um, so we're we're beginning to build that out, which um, we're really excited about. You're gonna write it, writing it, and directing it. Um, that that's the that's the hope. <laughs> we'll see where that's it goes, but that's the dream. <laughs> All right, then. Um, well, my guests are directors, the Spear Sisters, and we've got Kaylee and Sam. And their episode of Creep Show, including the stories, the hat and grieving process, is available now on Shutter and will debut on AMC Linear on October 20th. And I appreciate your guys' time today. It was a, a delight talking with you. And I'm very excited to see what you have up next. So uh, thanks so much for your time today. Thank Thank you. Yeah. Meeting you. Yeah. And I am Aaron Sagers. And that's it for me and for this episode of Talking Strange. Until next time, be kind, stay spooky, and keep it weird. Talking Strange is a part of the Den of Geek Network, available wherever you listen to other podcasts. If you like what we're doing, share Talking Strange with your friends and fellow spooky nerds. And please, subscribe, rate, and leave a nice review. If you have a strange or paranormal story you would like to share with us, please email talkingstrange at denofgeek.com for a chance to have it read on a future episode. For video episodes of Talking Strange, check out twitch.tv slash denofgeektv and youtube.com slash denofgeekus. And please follow at TalkStrangePod on Twitter and at Aaron Sagers on Twitter, Instagram, and Patreon for more paranormal pop culture content.